Business Services Studios. You're listening to KTXX FM and HD1 BK. KTAE AM Elgin. K270CO Round Rock. The Pluckers Countdown to Longhorn Football. Texas opens the season at Maryland in... Six days. From your home for Texas Longhorn Sports, The Horn, 1049 AM 1260, hornfm.com, and The Horn app. Guests on The Horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina is located on Highway 360, just south of West Bank Drive. Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, get going, leave the sinking ship behind. I think it was, uh, uh, you, 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 you went for the time change early. This morning. And then I don't know what's going on. It's in November. The time Uh, change is in November. I found Cody, by the way. I found Cody. Cody Ryan was sleeping in his truck this morning when I pulled up from the bunkhouse. I don't I don't know I don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) Welcome, it is the outdoor zone. We're live in the bunkhouse as we are every Sunday morning from seven to nine AM. Yeah. Not six to eight, but seven to nine AM if you've missed that. Apparently, the last year that we've been doing this show, it's 7 a.m. I yeah, had yeah. a time lapse, a mind lapse, <laughs> showed up to yeah, the bunkhouse about an hour early to maybe an hour and a half early. I was even going to be early at 6 o'clock to do the show, but then realized about halfway here, nobody's out at 5.40 in the morning. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, we don't start the show till 7. So welcome. It is the Outdoor Zone, just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning right here. And uh, my, I'm Cody Ryan, sitting in with me. Uh, Beefsteak this morning. I'm glad you remembered. Yes, beefsteak beef sitting in. Salt Dog, also here this morning. And uh, no, I, I don't he think got he here. beat you in. He didn't beat me. First time ever. ever. Salt Dog did not beat me in. I had to get the gate myself. I had to get the... I had to uh, get the antenna up. I wish you would have started cranked, the coffee. Cranked up. A little earlier. I drank a whole pot of coffee before y'all got here. <laughs> and then fell asleep. Again. And then fell asleep because I'm running on about uh, maybe three hours of sleep. It sounds like I already had the baby. Yeah. Or my wife had the baby. but Well, you both have it. It has not it. happened yet, which is fantastic. I have a fishing trip that I'm supposed to leave for on Friday. <laughs> is that how you gauge it? Yes. Yes, bye. I know that squeeze in one more trip. I know that after the next Bassmaster Open, I have four days until the baby's due date. So uh, I'll probably get to Alabama and get to my room and sleep for three days of practice instead of practice (laughs) in preparation of. The baby coming, and uh, so anyway, with, with only with only six days until dove season starts. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, you know, we you don't talk about it, but I do a lot about names for your daughter. 
soon to be. One well, of them, how about Dove? Like Dove season starting, you know, I thought of that this morning going, hey, you know, Buckshot or Dove? I'm not sure. Uh, no, I think I'm going to stick with Bass Fisher. <laughs> Fisher of Bass. Yeah, Bass right. Fisher Grainy. You know, the name. you're throwing that out because it's not even close. So I, it I, is, I, it is close. It's very close. You have no idea. Well, speaking of close, you know, dove season is coming up, right? Yes. I don't know. Have you bought your license yet? You haven't. No, I me. typically wait till the night before. It's like a, it's a ritual where you it's run a out ritual. at two minutes to midnight yeah, or something. And then and there's people in line <laughs> and trying to find somebody at the register to. Like, knows how to run a license. Uh, Kurt, could you uh, come to the front and get this? I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've heard had that call before. You're talking to the guy that's mopping the floor. Hey, uh, you, you know how to run a license? If I, I've done it before. Just get, hit this button. And just reach <laughs> yeah. over there. Yeah. Here, let's let me handle it. You're this, showing right? him how to do it. <laughs> so, so we got six days left, and I'm thinking you need to I buy your up, license now. You should do it now. Don't be like Cody. Don't. Do it now or beefsteak, I guess. Yes. You go today. Today's a perfect day, a Sunday buying day. We've warned you. Yeah. Starts, I mean, you know, don't wait till next week. But I was thinking, I went up to the old area on the top of the hill. Right. Or the old bunkhouse up there. And um, I saw that it is still open fields. <laughs> and I'm thinking we should call the guy that's <laughs> developing that and say, you know what? We got to have one more. Yeah. Well, One I'm, more. I'm kind of over it. I'm over it. What if I just show up out there? I was thinking on uh, Saturday morning. Pretty much, uh, we'll have you in our game warden field notes. <laughs> I guess we should talk to Brock. And yeah, they, you're right. They would. Speaking of later in the show at seven o'clock hour, we've got a um, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Golly, I am an hour behind. I, know, I can't catch like up. East Coast. I was up till. I, Sorry, I'll continue that thought. We have a game warden, uh, potential future game warden that's going to call in, an intern. And uh, we've got um, NRA calling in later in the show. We've got all kinds of awesome stuff this show, so stick around. TJ apparently is not with us. He chose. He chose. (laughs) He didn't show up. The mountain over us again. So last week we talked, he was going to travel to uh, Utah. Utah. To climb the tallest, like King's Peak, and yeah, the tallest peak in Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four day trip, right? That's kind of his deal: is to try and hike the, reach the tallest peak in every mm-hmm. every state. And in uh, Utah, he he flew to Utah. Uh, he's been doing this deal with my little brother over the last uh, several years. When my little brother couldn't go, mm. my dad went up, uh, made base camp, and went to peak. And it was torrential downpours. I mean, yeah. just raining, 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 and uh, it just wasn't safe to go try and make that last little bit. He said he didn't realize how close he was, but he went ahead, and packed up camp, <laughs> left the mountain in the rain, Again, in the pouring rain. This is like a theme. Yeah, okay. this is two years in a row yeah. that he didn't didn't make the the peak. So he gets back down, and he's like, "Crap." I'm so close. I didn't do it. Well, then he looked at the map again, and he realized how close he really was. And uh, my little brother had uh, the weekend off, so he went ahead and flew up there. And they are trying, <laughs> attempting, so they made their base camp climb yesterday. They're at base camp, and I guess going to peak today and then come back down to base camp, spend one more night, and come back down tomorrow. So uh, I think that's wow. the way it goes. Maybe yeah. all the way down today. I don't know how that works. I don't but, know. I just called and said I will not be there. Yeah, I, I've got to. I've got to complete off. this mission. So they were supposed That's to good. have sunny, clear skies for the rest of the week. Uh, so he was going to make attempt number two to peak the tallest one in Utah, and it's really, he said, not a terrible hike. I mean, it's a pretty comfortable hike. It's not extreme. You don't need ice picks like his last you one. You don't need donkeys and right. ice picks. Last so. year, that the one they didn't make the final peak to, they could see it. They could see the top. <laughs> but the glaciers <laughs> and rains and all that kind of stuff kind of kept them from making that final ascent. So it'll be, uh, it'll be good. It'll be gratifying, I'm sure. 
you know, you ha- you come off the mountain after not yeah. making it, and you kind of have that. I-, I told him, I said, I experience it every bass tournament I fish. How's I mean, that? Well, I experience the agony of defeat <laughs> every time I fish. So now you, you know going. how I feel when I travel the country and don't win. But you keep going back. But I keep going back. It's like yeah, that glimmer of hope, right? It's that one, that, you know, I mean, that one fish or that two, those two fish. or That's right. It's no different. I had the bites. I was in the area. I saw the guy win it. Well, if you yeah. don't do it, you won't ever, right? Right. It's like a championship fight, man. You just got to get ready for it. Get uh, get You know you're going to get hit. You know you're going to take some you know, pounding, but you just go do it because there's that chance, right? Uh, because you're either going to get hit and beat down or you're going to uh, I mean, you could say that win. about a lot of things. I think gambling addiction. Uh, what? Drug addiction. Just one more. Well, what's the difference just between one more. what you do and an addiction? <laughs> That's right? what I'm saying. Two o'clock in the morning. I was going to mention this. What do you think that two o'clock in the morning thing is? There's a ADHD. You know, 15 perfect. years ago, 15 years ago, two o'clock in the morning would have, meaning that I stayed up till two o'clock in the morning would have meant a lot different than it did last night. <laughs> last night I was up till uh, after two o'clock in the morning, knowing that I had to be up for the show. Yeah, uh, at and seven. But... I was, yeah, it was a show at seven. I could have slept in, but <laughs> I thought the show was at six for some reason when i set my alarm uh two o'clock this morning and what i'm you, looking what at my computer and went oh my gosh i gotta go to bed i'm researching topics on how to uh put the final skin or or, or coating on my uh, homemade Homemade. Let's Custom. Put a, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Custom. Uh, no, you had it right the first no, time, buddy. No, no. <laughs> Custom uh, truck so, camper. Truck camper is what I've been building. Right? right. So if you don't know, Cody has now taken on, in the middle of the fishing uh, tournament or, or time slot, you know, where you're in the season. Right. Uh, also, hunting season coming up. Right. And you're having a baby. Right, so and you I just operate, had to throw in one more thing. Well, and I own three businesses that I'm trying to operate and fund. And that's not enough. You no. needed to have a little everybody. Site. Everybody's got to have a project, right, that consumes you right. their mind. If you, I, I you, add as one. As a man, as a man, I believe it's healthy to have projects. Big, small, it doesn't matter. I think there's something that consumes your mind while you're in your truck, while you're in that deer blind, sure. while you're on the boat, something... You know that consumes your mind. Well, maybe it's not either on the boat. gambling, like you said, right, or some other. It can addiction. be healthy. It can be very unhealthy, and we've seen it time and time again. This one, I'm building a truck camper. I had this idea about three weeks ago, and about two weeks and six days ago, started building a truck camper. I've got it all shelled up, skinned up. Everything is ready. Uh, I'm that's still going to fiberglass the outside, but. To finish it, I'm trying to decide whether to use an aluminum or a plastic coating on the outside. Well, I applaud you for doing the research and not just boldly going through and making the mistakes that others have made. I want this to be, I want people to look at my truck camper that I'm building and go, Can I get in? Man, how. Can I sleep over? Where where did you where did you buy this thing? This is nice. See, that's what we said anyways. You should just buy one. Yeah, didn't like that idea. Well, and then I'm reading, and this one guy, I said, oh, that's, that that one, or I'm watching a YouTube channel, and this one that I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, that'll look kind of like mine. Man, I need to watch this video. <laughs> and the guy at the very end's like, so how much did you spend building this? And he said, well, about, ended up being around $8,000, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, uh. I thought I was going to spend like 1500 but I'm already up to like half of my $1,500 budgets, <laughs> and I haven't even but uh, it is, I didn't bought it, anything expensive yet. But it is for an outdoor kind of cause. I mean, you're going to, right, hopefully save money in the long run. I'm so deep into it now. You can't get out? It's done. I mean, I've got to Either that or it's going it. to be a really nice doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've decided against that. And if, my dog ain't sleeping in no $750 plywood box, I tell you that right now. Well, I'll come over. I'll sleep over. It'll be like stepbrothers or something i don't you know, know that, that you get in this thing have you what? seen how small this thing is 
Hey, it's uh, the Outdoor Zone, live on the bunkhouse. On the flip side, we'll talk a little fishing, Bassmaster Elite Series. Uh, We're going to say goodbye to a couple staples in the bass fishing world as they retire this year. Um, All that and more, plus your outdoor news of the weird, coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. The Outdoor Zone brought to you by McBride's Guns. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. Guys, gals, friends. Get that 12 Hunting cakes. season is is upon us. We are less than seven days away. What are we, six days six away? Six days and counting. Six days until the Texas New Year begins, the new hunting season. Hunting season 18, 19, starting in six days. You've got to go by and see our friends at McBride's Guns. Get that shotgun tuned up. Make sure you've got that plug in that shotgun. Beef like steak. Steve, yeah, like Steve Beef Hall. Beef steak. Called in last week, remember, the, uh, the guy that's in charge of all the Texas uh, education. McBrides can help. If you're looking for the right firearm, McBrides can help. Looking for ammunition? Every gun owner is. Find out how to get what you need from the professionals at McBrides Guns. Need a referral for your personal carry? An experienced professional staff will help you with every step of gun ownership. They've got a gunsmith right there in the store. You'll find McBrides in the same place it's been for years, 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532, or online, McBridesGuns.com. McBrides Guns. Our hometown gun shop. Uh, Bassmaster Elite Series happening on the St. Lawrence River. An absolute slug fest. I think there were like 50-something limits over 20 pounds on day one of all smallmouth bass. Except for the one guy. Unheard of. 36 limits or 32 limits the next day of 20 pounds or more <laughs> you should have been up there small mouth bass <laughs> 72 pounds and five ounces is leading after three wow. days all small mouth bass fishing the st lawrence river which is notorious for having an invasive species they call the goby that has gotten out into the St. Lawrence River. Is it like the carp? Or? No, it's like a little uh, a little kind of minnow, big-headed minnow-looking thing. Is um, it food? And the smallmouth absolutely love them. There you go. And it well. fattens them up like crazy. It is an invasive species, though, that they're trying to figure out how to get rid of. Uh, but the smallmouth are absolutely giant, and, and these guys are wrecking them, dude. The top uh, 10 are fishing today. Keith Combs made it in, a Texas favorite here. He had 25 pounds, 18 pounds, and then another 23-pound bag. That's on five fish. So he's averaging wow. four plus, four to five-pound smallmouth So they're bass. keeping, I mean, their bag is five, right? Right. Five fish <whistles> averaging five pounds apiece for a 25-pound bag. <laughs> I mean, absolutely unheard of. I, the biggest smallmouth I've ever caught is not even four pounds, three and a half pounds. Three and a half pound smallmouth. Biggest one I've ever caught. And I've probably fished as much or more than the average guy. Of course, I'm from Texas. We don't have a lot of smallmouth here. So, really? uh, you know, but I've traveled all over the lower U.S. Yeah. fishing and we've got them in Missouri. And, you know, I've, that's, where, where, where is I've that, by the way, St. Lawrence River? St. Lawrence River is out of, uh, where are they fishing at? Waddington, New York. Mm. Waddington is where they're going out of. So, uh, man, it's exciting. North it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, hadn't fished 
New York, but a lot of guys saying uh, that they're ready to move to New York after <laughs> after this week. Uh, David Walker leading the tournaments, like I said, seven, uh, 72 pounds, 5 ounces. He could, theoretically, which has never been done in the history of bass tournaments, break the 100-pound mark. Wow. Uh, theoretically being because Matt Lee on day one had like 28 pounds. Um he had 28, 28 pounds he had uh, on day one. So theoretically, yeah, David Walker could could break that 100-pound mark. So five fish, 28 pounds. Yeah. I wonder what one he threw back. It, which I mean, he is, was, which was is he a throwing back? phenomenal bag when you're catching largemouth. Smallmouth are notoriously smaller than largemouth, right? You catch a 28-pound mm-hmm. bag of largemouth, you win just about every tournament maybe not in Texas because you got a couple outliers like maybe Falcon or something like that, but probably 90% of bass tournaments you win hands down, no question, in the state of Texas, notoriously a a, lar- a big fish mm-hmm. state. We're blessed with having great mm-hmm. lakes with big fish. And big mouths. And big mouths <laughs> and, and, and full of large mouths, which typically weigh a lot heavier than small mouths. So you catch mm-hmm. a bag of smallmouth bass that weigh that much i mean thoroughly impressed aren't you i'm just it's it's just blown away i'm blown away you know they had an flw uh tournament on one of the small uh arms of the great lakes up there i can't remember which one a few weeks ago we talked about it Mm -hmm. chad grigsby won it uh had uh 90 pounds of smallmouth and won that tournament and blew everybody else out of the water you know, I think the next winning weight was 70 or 80 pounds and uh, blew everybody else out of the water with 90 pounds. And uh, everybody was going, holy smokes. Well, I don't think 90 pounds is going to be a big deal. I think there's going to be a handful of guys, if not more, if not majority of these top 10 that break 90 pounds this week. So, what, What's the difference here that this is now a breakable you know, they, the 100-pound wall or, you know, is I mean, breakable now. It's happened It's happened with largemouth on largemouth fisheries. Typically, uh, you're like Falcon, you know, Lake mm-hmm. Amistad. Uh, you know, there's a handful of lakes around the country where it's happened. Maybe in Florida, uh, a handful of times there at like Okeechobee uh, where you got four four-day tournaments and mm-hmm. they break 100 pounds, break, meaning you're averaging over 25 pounds a day. And uh, it's just, I would have never guessed it with smallmouth, ever. So, absolutely outstanding. A fun one to, not, again, though, it's not a great one to watch on live, other than the fact that it's, that it's, they're catching giant smallmouth. Because (laughs) they're fishing offshore, and they're not, like, target fishing, Mm. a lot of fishing deep, and... Spinning rods. It's just not my thing to watch, you know? I mean, okay. it's like you're not learning as much. Maybe when they talk and you hear them talk, you'll learn some stuff. Um, but you're not seeing like, oh, man, that guy skipped that jig all the way up under that dock. Or he's fishing the outer stumps and, you know, or they're, they're not target fishing, not visual target fishing, which is a lot more appealing, I think, to watch mm-hmm. uh, live. But... Anyway, nonetheless, history will be made. I guarantee it today. So watch that, Bassmaster.com, live going on. How's that guy uh, doing with his uh, trailer and boat? I saw it. Oh, so one of the Shryrock right? brothers, uh, one, uh, both Shryrock brothers are now fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series. Hunter Shryrock and... Uh, is the one that just made it in, and Fletcher Shryrock. And uh, Fletcher's been on the Elite Series for a long time. Both these brothers are past uh, dirt bike oh, really? professionals. And now they moved over, both <laughs> moved over to bass fishing. It's kind of funny. Hunter made it. Uh, I've been fishing against him for the last couple of years as he's been trying to qualify, and, mm-hmm. um, and he's done really well. So, uh, yeah, just at the boat ramp yesterday morning, apparently – Maybe Fletcher didn't strap his boat on all the way, and the boat slid off of the trailer and was sitting on the on the pavement <laughs> there at the that. boat ramp. And uh, yeah, so uh, but it was funny because 
you didn't see kind of how he got it back on or whatever, but you noticed about two hours later he had a limit for 14 pounds or something. That's why I brought it up, because it's not about the defeat of, you know, no. you would think most Some, people would just go, oh, damn, I'm walking away. Yeah. Just light a match. No, and, no, you no. Know, Somehow it, that boat made it into the water, and he went out and proceeded to catch a re- bag of smallmouth. That's resilience, right? You so, know, that's what you want is... Yeah. The end result, oh, I just need to go catch fish. I That's right. I'm not going to worry about Why what all stress the, about it? You know how boat ramps are. Oh, my. Ugh. It's like a locker room in the outdoors. It's like, uh, got to say bye to, I, I want to slip this in there, uh, Don Barone, um, a famous writer for ESPN, is leaving Bassmaster, and this is last year, as well as Marizu Shimizu from Japan. Um, he's the guy notorious on the Bassmaster Elite Series, been a staple there for years. It says, Big Mama! I catch Big Mama! <laughs> so we salute those guys, as well as uh, this song. Or? Is this it? I love this song. All right, let's go out on this song. On the flip side, we'll give you an outdoor news of the weird. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the bunkhouse. You get it only one place, right here. It's the Outdoor Zone on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365, theoutdoorzone.com. Valley Forge to Vietnam, 9-11 to Afghanistan, that star-spangled banner does yet wave. I won't forget, I owe a debt of gratitude I never can repay. Arm in arm and side by side, American heroes fought and died. Showing some respect too much to ask I speak for those whose freedom was not free I say, take a knee, my ass I'll stand up for the flag Take off my hat Hello, I'm Forrest L. Wood You're listening to The Outdoor Zone Fish on It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away. But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind. I got my baby up in my dear blind. Country music on the radio. Hey. No, no, no. No, no. That is hey. not the job. Oh, it's Sun Auto Service, yeah. which I should have taken my truck to, but it's a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company. Since 1978, they've worked hard every day to earn your trust and keep your vehicle running like new. You know, each and every person Sun Auto uh, Automotive works on, you know, they work hard to demonstrate the pride of what they do, and they want you to bring their ve- your vehicle back for scheduled maintenance. I know how important that is. Um, we had a Durango that ran to uh, almost... 275, 300,000, and I will guarantee that the only reason it did that is because we had the oil changed on it every maintenance schedule it was supposed to. One of the few things I do. But if you take that to Sun Auto, uh, you could have them do that on a regular basis and keep everything going. It's uh, We like uh, the 405 West Slaughter Lane. There's also one at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown. And now there's also one in Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. So no excuses. Go to Sun Auto and keep that maintenance up. Now it's time for this week's Outdoor News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird.
A Mexico City restaurant recently featured a taco on its menu that we want absolutely nothing to do with. I think you would. That's why I sent a picture Mm -hmm. of it. No, Mm -hmm. I can't believe you sent that picture. Tarantula (laughs) Tacos. The restaurant apparently posted a video on Facebook showing a a chef preparing... (laughs) Chief. A chief chef preparing one of the uh, tarantulas by torching it until blackened. But there's one big problem with what the restaurant was doing. According to the Associated Press, the Mexican red rump tarantula they were serving is a protected species. Federal authorities were alerted of the situation via social media and seized four tarantula corpse that were ready to be served up for Taco Tuesday. The going rate for tarantula taco was apparently around 500 pesos, which is a big bump from your average street taco. 500 pesos. What does that come out to be? Like, uh, uh, let's just say it's 225. <sighs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So Couple it's of bucks. normally like five pesos, I think, right? Or 50 pesos. <laughs> $26 taco. Holy smokes. Oh, wow. God, he's so good. I you know. know. He's got that he's... Google figured out. <laughs> the Googles? The Googles. Uh, so how much they, they, they were saying that they normally charge like 50 pesos, right? So we're talking about what? 100% five, yeah. increase. Yeah. Incredible. So, yeah, that's uh, tarantula tacos are apparently a wonderful thing to eat. I don't think so. Dude, I want nothing see? to it do with it. It was just like a corn tortilla yeah. with the big old tarantula just on there and it they sear just it. Yeah. burn it and roll it. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Can you imagine? I mean, just the idea of it sitting there on your plate. I don't want to. And then to crunch into it and get a little tentacle stuck or leg, you know, a little furry leg stuck in that left, right tooth or something, you know. Austin's Water Utility announced this week. (laughs) You want to get away, don't you? I don't like spiders. uh Austin's Water Utility announced this week that it's putting restrictions on water use after drought conditions returned to Central Texas and lake levels have dropped dangerously low. Austin Water said it's implementing Stage 1 water restrictions, which means people only using a hose uh, can water their lawn, right? Can water yeah. their lawn. Watering, uh, waste, wasting water is prohibited. Other restrictions apply to restaurants and business owners, which can be found on the city's website. A new map released Thursday by the U.S. Drought Monitor Thursday shows Travis County in a moderate drought. Parts of Williamson County in a severe ca- uh, drought. Despite storms this week that dropped several inches of rain, only 19% of the state is drought-free compared to 80 per- 86% last year at this time and 19% last week. City officials said combined storage of City officials said combined storage level of water in Lake Travis and Lake Buchanan has dropped below 1.4 million acre feet, which triggers the restrictions to save water. So, you just want me to absolutely lose it I, right I here? Had, if that's I had how to, they judge our drought is based on the water levels, which they continue to release and flow downstream, I'm I'm confused. I'm I'm so isn't freaking it, tired of the lies is what I'm great? tired of, right? <laughs> what Tell it like yep. it is. Tell it like it is. They need water south. We need water here. They win. We lose is basically no, what it boils down dude, to. Dude, I'm, I'm making the money sign right now. They, they get the water. We don't. So either our businesses fail and our home prices go down and uh, we get the restrictions, loss of business, people suffer here, or they suffer down south. Wherever that is, wherever our water goes. I know the bays need fresh water. I understand how all that works. So they do need some water. So you're either losing it down there, you're losing the economy, and the people are suffering for the fresh water or, or hoping they have the fresh water, or you're doing it here. Don't make it like we're in this terrible drought. Okay, You've got a major metropolitan that has a fantastic source that was built so that we would not have to worry about water and right yet now we're in huge restrictions yeah. we've never come off a restriction we've never had we've never come off of it even during those major floods they never pulled us completely off the restrictions we still had we could still only water twice a week and do all that so you're never going to pull us off of that 
You know, you're selling the water down south. Don't make it like it's this thing that it's not. Just shoot straight with us. See, here's how I here's how I I see it. I got this this thing popped up in my head, and I said it's kind of like the dad that comes to the family and goes, "You know what? We are we're not going to take that family vacation this year. You can't have new clothes, and uh, you're going to have to uh, take you know limited lunches and all, all these restrictions on the budget, right?" And turns out what he was is he gambled away the money. He went <laughs> yeah. to Vegas and he, lost a bunch of money. He started building a truck camper. So now who's paying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's paying for it? Right. The kids, the family. Who's right. paying for it now? Right. Austin or Central Texas. Yeah. We're all being you know led to this belief like, oh, we need to save the environment. Right. Well, and I Poor. and I agree that we do. We have to conserve. No, we but, need to be careful. But who flushed the big toilet? Right. Who, who who took 225 million gallons out in July and sold it? Well, that would be the LCRA, which oh. I don't understand. It's not a government entity, right? The LCRA is not a government entity. We've tried to have a couple people call in, and I can't ever get them. Probably because of your attitude, but they. Uh, they, well, won't, they won't. I just want the truth. Like I'm not. I'm not. They probably wouldn't hide it, would they? Well, I. I mean, apparently they are if they well, won't talk to us, <laughs> right? I mean, they're hiding something or, I mean, well, it's just, I, I, I'm not going to put it's that out truth. there because it's not true, but I don't, I don't know why. I, I just want the truth. I don't know why they have to consistently make up these, you know, these excuses. Because oh, there'd be a revolt. There would be people going, I'm not. Oh, there's, oh, we didn't get as much rain as we hoped. This right, month. so everybody turn off their hose. You look at rain averages, we're, yeah, we're low, but we're always low in July and August. Yeah. We're always behind in July and August. We'll make it up October, September, there, September, October, November. If not, then, yeah, maybe we are in a drought come December, but we get our most of our rain in the spring and in the fall. Of course, we're in a drought in the summer. And then with El Nino and El Nina... And all that, you know, where it cycles around every seven years. And why would you release get... water when you know it's our driest months? Those uh, would be the times to conserve it, right? That's when people pay the most money, probably. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm assuming. But you're right. It's just the deceit of saying, hey, did you know that we sold all this? And Yeah, no, we... it's not that the lake is dropping because of drought. But everybody, that's what... everybody thinks that. Well, that's how they try and lead you to believe that the lakes are dropping drastically because of drought has nothing to do with the drought. Has nothing to do with any of that. Well, it's dropping slightly, a foot, but a not foot, much, right? Not a not not like it's not should. the rate that those gates are open. No, no. Nope. So I just want them to shoot straight. I'm just tired of the fluff. I'm just tired of the crap. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I'm not even upset that they sell it if they tell me that hey. We're releasing. They need water down on the coast. We're they need water in the rice fields. They need water in the bays. We're selling it. Give me that story. Shoot straight with me. Don't say, well, because of this and because of this, and we're in such a drought. And probably people wouldn't comply. Most people. No, people would go. What the heck? We need the water. Right. My business (laughs) just failed. It's based yeah. on us having water in Lake Car- Buchanan or Lake Travis. Carlos and Charlie's probably right. wouldn't My agree. My property huh? values just sunk because now I have a a mud front lot, not or a waterfront lot. A, bo- a boat ramp that is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't get dock. any boats in the water. So boat sales are down. Wow. We better go to a break. I just think we need to cut this one me. off. Just shoot straight with me is all I'm asking. You know, I'm just, I'm tired of the fluff. I'm tired of the crap. It's been year after year after year that we've heard this. And I'm just tired of it. Just shoot straight. Give us the truth. All right. Angry, Give the people the truth. Angry radio segment is over. And we'll be back. It's it. <laughs> Game Warden Field Notes up next. Uh, you get it only one place right here every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. The 
Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. This segment brought to you by Archery Country. Listen, guys, gals, those who may be interested in archery or getting out to that deer lease a month before everybody else to shoot that big old buck you've been seeing on that game cam, you need to go see our friends at Archery Country. you still got time to go buy that new Matthews Triax, get it sighted in, get everything you need put on it by our friends there at Archery Country. Shoot it in store. Let them show you how to shoot it. Let them help you tune it. You got to get a hundred shots off on a brand new string before it's properly stretched. So before you can final, you know, do your final adjustments. So they've got an indoor range right there. You can go shoot it. Uh, Archery Country, eighty one twenty one Research Boulevard. Go see our friends five one two four five two twelve twenty two. If you got any questions, Austin Archery Country. Dot com opening back up on Tuesday at ten thirty a.m. Be there. You're running out of time. Go see our friends at Archery Country. All right, now it's time for this week's game warden field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game warden field notes. An Oregon man who was caught on video seemingly antagonizing a bison in Yellowstone National Park was reportedly sentenced to 130 days in jail this past Thursday after entering a guilty plea to the charges against him. Raymond Rinke, 55, pled guilty to four charges of misconduct in national parks. He reportedly reversed his original not guilty plea, resulting in a fifth charge getting dropped. Law enforcement had numerous encounters with Rinky since late July. As he was traveling across the several U.S. parks, Yellowstone officials revealed in a news release announcing his arrest. He was eventually taken into custody after Yellowstone Rangers conducted Rinky's extensive history, uh, con- connected Rinky's extensive history, and saw the uh, many wildlife violations an onlooker <laughs> captured the moment on video seemingly showing rinky approach a bison in the middle of the road the animal initially walked away from him as he approached but soon after the bison turned around and ran towards rinky which skittered away the animal then retreated in the opposite direction judge mark Coman, who handed rinky his sentencing admonished him for bison for the bison incident you chased and hounded the bison, the judge said. You're lucky the bison didn't take care of it, and you're actually standing in front of me. Rinky was handed 60 days for harassing wildlife and interfering with law enforcement, as well as 10 days for disorderly conduct. He also reportedly was given 21 days credit for already served. Aside from jail time, Rinky was given five years unsupervised probation, which he must abstain from alcohol and drugs, and cannot enter Yellowstone Glacier or Grand Teton National Parks. <laughs> he wow. will also receive drug and alcohol treatment. And uh, coming oh, so from, there's more to the story there. <laughs> <laughs> coming from Rinky's statement, I'm sorry to the buffalo. He didn't deserve what I did to him. I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to hurt that buffalo. That's exactly how he probably read it, too. Yes. As a... Paid. His lawyer said, read this. Read this. <laughs> wow. So, so the, I guess more. you can't chase wildlife. I didn't know that. But he had been through several national <laughs> parks. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, I mean, it's kind of cool to travel I'm, all those parks, but I guess you're not supposed to do it 
drinking and chasing animals. And whatever. Yeah, whatever. Drugs and drinking and chasing animals. You know, it's interesting. (laughs) That's bad? That's bad. (laughs) That's bad, though. So it's interesting. Is is that your place of choice? If you're going to get kind of, you know, have a couple, knock back some, you know, a fifth and then do a couple... Whatever you Bison do. Bison chases. And do, do you go to and, and, and drive through a state park or a national park? Sounds pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> you know? Get loaded and drive through but, the I mean, parks. I don't, I, don't get, I don't think that part's cool. But Most people go to a bar, but I guess. Yeah. You know, and you get in a fight or something like that, I guess. Hey, yeah, might as well be with a buffalo. <laughs> Why not? You Why know? are you looking at me, buffalo? Why it's so big and hairy. <laughs> Your hair I... needs to be cut, buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> you you smell of meat and cheese. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you smell of beef and cheese. Beef steak. Yeah. Cheese steak. PSA. Here's a public service announcement. Okay. Coming from uh, Central Texas here for all those in Central Texas. I know we've got worldwide listeners, but we do have to service our faithful and proud listeners here in Central Texas, yeah. Austin, and surrounding areas. Three rabid bats were found in Buda, <laughs> just south of Austin, you know, oh, in yeah. a span of five days. Three bats tested positive for rabies in various parts of Buda in the past week. The city is putting out rabies alerts, reminding people not to touch or handle bats that are on the ground. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, why would you... Mess with the bat on the ground anyway. See, I'm going back to this wildlife thing about the bison. I would. I would have a stick. No. And I would poke it. No, you leave it alone. It's rabid. The three dead bats were found at the following locations. The 400 block of Crooked Creek Road, uh, the pool area of the Fairfield Inn, corner of Main <laughs> Street and Live Oak Street. If you think or if you think you or someone you know may have come in contact with the dead bats, you're asked to call the city of Buda Animal Control 512-523-1034 and they will put you in a confined area and poke you with a stick and <laughs> give you shots in your stomach. Have you ever had shots in your stomach? I have. No, but I've I've heard uh the rabies shots series is not very fun. Mm. I've heard it's absolutely miserable. Actually, I had a shot this week. I had to what? get I had to get a a shot for that baby coming up that I got coming up. My coming wife's up, having that that thing. Yeah, that other that hobby. Thing. <laughs> that other hobby. That you thing. Got? I mean, I don't know how you I don't know how you <laughs> pronounce that. But yeah, uh, you're going to change your tune. It's like a tetanus tetanus slash wolfing cough slash whooping wolf wolf woof, not wolfing cough. <laughs> She, whooping, whooping cough. Whooping cough. That's a big deal. Yeah, but I guess that tetanus. Holy cow! My shoulder. I got it done on like Tuesday. And my shoulder's still sore. Huh? They just put a bunch of old rusty. Does iron. that mean you got tetanus? I uh, no. Well, I think they give you <laughs> like other shots. I think they give you part of what uh, what the disease is, or to help your body build Man, up immunities to it. Shoulder's you know? still sore from that thing. Well, you should ask Eesh. him to get it in the stomach. Anyways, we, my nephews and I were in the community pool, and all of a sudden you hear... Bat? And, yeah. Yeah. And they dive bomb, and they're like, Uncle Don, that bat just dive bombed you. Yeah. So what is it about pools? Well, we, I, I mean, I mean, they go after, you know, they, they feed on, on <laughs> bugs and... What did uh, I have? You think I had something in my hair or no, they were just, no. I look like one of their leaders or? No, no, no. I'm just saying the bats, you know, we, we saw them flying around the uh, lights there at the bunkhouse area. Sure. The other yeah. day. Uh, so you just man, think all just the out. lights in the pool. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. That they just. Bugs uh, are attracted to the light. The bats are attracted like to, to the bugs. Too. Vampires. They like vampires to swim. Vampires like to swim too. At no, night. I thought they couldn't get in the water. I thought they couldn't go out in the light. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so rabid bat, rabid don't poke bats with here, a stick. dude. That's kind of weird, though. Don't harass the bison if they're running around. We're learning lots of things here. That's kind of bad. I mean, that's see. I, I mean, would be the kid poking the thing with a stick. That's a lot of bats in one little area. Yeah, that was kind of my thing. How they're they're spread out, but they're still kind of confined. But I mean, yeah, you found them miles apart from each other, and all, multiple ones of them have rabies. That's yeah. a little concerning. Yeah, so how that's do you think, what I was saying. How do you think that's working for that uh, night where, where you'd go and look at the bats? 
when they come out, they have like a cruise. Have you ever seen that? Oh, here in on, Austin. On Austin, yeah. downtown, you yeah. know, Lady Bird Lake. Well, they got you, a big event, I think. Isn't that the bat event coming up or something? I, I don't know. We the probably need the ranch. festival was yeah. last week. Last oh, was week. it last week? Yeah, it was a music festival last week on that South Congress Bridge area. Now the hospitals are... So now we're talking about rabid bats, right? And <laughs> then people bats. Rab- and, then, uh, and then you go out and you go on a cruise yeah. and you have a dinner and you get as close as you possibly can I to will all tell of you, them. <clears throat> I will tell you that, uh, yes, we have this bat thing in Austin uh, under, what is it, Congress Bridge? Congress, yeah. Yeah, Congress Bridge. Where first, they, yeah, Congress. yeah, one of those. Where it goes over, over the town lake or Ladybird Lake, and all these bats fly out every single night, and it's this giant cloud, black cloud of bats, and uh, it is really cool to watch. I've watched it a couple times. Once from above the bridge, once from down in that little pretty looking grass area that's so green. Couldn't figure out why that grass was so green until the, the bats started flying out. And uh, never sit on the bottom side in that green, fluffy grass. We, we canoed down there, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't get under the bats to watch them. Stand on the bridge to watch the bats leave. You know, I heard that the reason they do that big cyclone, yeah. where they come out and they do like a whirlwind, like a tornado. They're all blind. No. Yeah, they are. Well, I know. <sighs> they have radar. Dude, I, I was <laughs> radar. told I GPS. was told that they uh, the reason they do that is is they are taking the bugs and creating kind of this big vortex that pulls the bugs in and uh, so they can uh, put them, funnel them into one area and eat them. Most people think bats are blind, but in fact they can see almost as well as humans. That's what I'm talking about, Batman. I mean, come on. I'm just kidding. <sighs> well, I don't know. Uh, Batman had nothing to do with real bats, but, you know. Not at all. Uh, up Did next, you ever watch shows like that? Were you ever one of those that Batman, watched Batman and Robin? Or? Eh, maybe some of the old ones. Not really. Mm. Not really my thing. Not a Gilligan's Island person. I did watch Gilligan's Island. It's totally mm. different. I don't. I just don't like watching guys wearing spandex. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, uh, it's just not my gig. Uh, coming uh, up next, we've got uh, funny. an interview with a game warden intern. We'll talk to him, plus your Peter report, your armed citizens report. We're going to talk to NRA. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff coming up next hour. You don't want to miss it. It's the number one outdoor radio show in all of Texas. The world. You're listening to it right here. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn, and now on iTunes. Just search the Outdoor Zone.